Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into the Coffee Break Podcast. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks so much for listening in today. And a little bit of a technical difficulty here at the front end of our show today. So we're going to join our conversation in progress. 100 or so were ones that people had actually registered with us. So, yeah, we earned over $3,000. Oh, that's fantastic. Doing that uh, to help towards our $6,000 deficit. Yeah, because you had a whole bunch of, uh, like, camping gear and stuff like that just stolen, right? And Exactly, exactly, which we've taken measures now to secure our stuff a little differently <laughs> Yeah, in hopes that doesn't happen again. But, you know, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, people can get into things. When yeah, they want it, to. it's unfortunate that happened, but it, it's yeah. really cool because it sounds like some, some of the companies kind of stepped up and said, hey, we heard you, you lost a cooler. We, we want to help you out with a cooler. We I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah. a neat thing. Yeah, Igloo found out about our uh, plight and uh, they volunteered to send us a bunch of coolers to replace the ones were stolen. Uh, Murdoch's gave us a new stove that was stolen. Uh, so yeah, it's just, and then the community has been very supportive, uh, yeah. which we just are so grateful for. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. We've got Doug Wheeler in, uh, he leads Boy Scout Troop 214 here in Helena and, uh, worked on that Christmas tree fundraiser, got a lot of trees out, a lot of people's hair and, uh, made some money and it turning it into uh, habitat for fish, which is a fantastic thing. I mean, that's, you, you check a lot of boxes with that, uh, that whole effort. That's what's really fun about it is there were, you know, it was helping us, helping the city, helping the community. And actually, uh, you might have seen also the trailer. We were heading out to the drop point for okay. the trees uh, to stage them for the FWP. And we stacked them all up so they could be drilled out and okay. you know, connect those all together, pick them up with a helicopter. And unfortunately, we don't get to be in the helicopter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, turns it into some fish habitat, which is neat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it, everything goes to a good cause. Yeah, I like it. Now you've got something else happening. It's uh, it's Luminaria Night. What what's going on there, Doug? Well, uh, the you know it started with the Helena Education Foundation. Uh, downtown Helena, along with public schools, had come up with this lights on Helena, mm -hmm. and it had to do with people leaving their Christmas lights up in honor of frontline workers through February. Uh, which I thought was just an awesome idea, like an easy thing to do, right? Leave right. your lights up. A lot of people do anyway. That's what you want to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, like during that period, well, not too long ago, I saw this article about a scout troop that had actually done a fundraiser with a lum these luminarias. And I just thought, wow, it would be cool to not necessarily do a fundraiser, but tie luminaria mm -hmm. into this lights on Helena because there you got the lights and... You know, um, just to kind of add an accent to what they were doing. Yeah. And uh, so I talked to Lisa accordingly and kind of pitched the idea. Hey, what do you think about this? And she thought it was a great idea. And she thought we were talking about dates. And she's like, well, you know, February 14th, it's Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. Uh, figured why not have that be the day? And so that's kind of where it just started forming. And she just left it in our court to go ahead and, you know, we could use the lights on Helena kind of umbrella and, and have this event within it. Yeah, we're just adding that on top. And so you've got the Helena Education Foundation, Helena Public Schools, downtown Helena. I mean, there there's a lot of groups that are uh, sort of raising their hand and saying, go for this and right. uh, working together. Yeah, and, you know, it's, a, it's, it's really an important thing, uh, not 
not only your healthcare workers, uh, fire department, police department, um, those uh, places that you maybe think of as the frontline workers, <laughs> there are a lot of frontline workers out there. And, you know, the bus drivers for the schools, the teachers, obviously, too, um, you know, retail workers, the service area, um, they've all had to do go be above and beyond to keep open and keep things safe you know, while this pandemic's happening. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Doug Wheeler in on Coffee Break this morning. He's with uh, Boy Scout Troop 214. He's in charge of those guys. I don't know how you do that, man. Wrangle all the, but they seem like they're pretty good kids. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they lead themselves mostly. Yeah. We have a group of, of the, you know, really uh, well-trained leaders, youth leaders that they kind of decide what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And that's great experience for them. I kind of am there in the background, making sure they're within certain parameters. Right. <laughs> you're the you're you're the bumpers at the bowling alley. That's exactly you're, right. You're you're the bumpers. Um, so lights on, Helena. It's uh, we're we're doing the luminary night. It's February 14th. I like the idea. It's it's simple. It looks so cool. Uh, we're gonna put these things out on February 14th, and uh, you're helping people do this by uh, putting together the kits, right? Like you're basically handing them a bag or a box or whatever it is and saying, here's the stuff. So they don't have to go out and build their own things. That's right. Uh, so what we have, we've got boxes that we put sand in and bags, candles and cups that kind of are holders for the, for the candles. And uh, those are six to a pack. So you can make six luminaria. And so you could organize it however you want in mm -hmm. your, you know, driveway or uh, walk. And, uh, put them out on the night of february 14th and uh so we've yeah we've kind of created a we're pretty getting pretty good at this making these <laughs> making these things these guys are just did a great job and we actually built some more the other night because we ran out oh good uh we had sold 300 and so we've made 300 more and as long as supplies last they're actually going to be available at uh, allegra marketing's just downtown vans thriftway uh 1889 coffee house and dave's exxon Okay, and people can just swing in there and pick those up. They're available right now, um, and, and and businesses can help out with this as well, right? If if somebody wants to hand these out, I, I would imagine you would welcome extra businesses. Sure, yeah. Um, there we do have a, a you know recommended I guess donation or contribution mm -hmm. to the cause of four dollars, which pays for the actual material cost. Um, but we've had a couple donors come in and give us some front money to help build these, and you know. So we'll, we should be able to break even, even if we didn't sell them all or some, right. peop, some people may and maybe they can't afford it and want to pick some up anyway. And that's totally fine. Yeah. So this is this is not I want to make clear this is not a, a, a fundraiser for the Boy Scouts. This is something Boy Scout Troop is doing. And the donation is just to help cover the cost. Exactly. It's a it's a community service project. We're hoping to bring the community together on one night, you know, to really honor these people put all the other differences aside and all agree on, you know, the fact that these people really have been working hard. Yeah. Who can't, uh, who can't say, I appreciate, uh, frontline workers. We all got some in our lives. We all see them anytime that we need anything. So uh, let us know, Doug, where, where again, can people go get the, uh, get the kits for the luminaries? So Allegra marketing downtown at Vans Thriftway, Dave's Exxon and 1889 coffee house. Okay. And uh, if, if anybody wants more information or their business that says, hey, I, we can hand out these things as well, what should they do? Well, they could uh, contact me through our troop email. Okay. 
which is fairly easy if you remember that you've been telling everyone it's Troop 214 Helena. It's Troop214Helena at gmail.com. Oh, that's easy enough. Yeah. So uh, what are you doing next month, Doug? we got to have you back. <laughs> you know, kind of hoping to take a little bit of a break. Um, the scouts will always be moving, but personally I've been involved in a lot of things with this the, the theft and then uh, – this tree thing, and yeah. we've also been uh, doing a lot out at the uh, fairgrounds, um, doing With the traffic providing the traffic and, control yeah. and all that, and that was something I also kind of jumped in and headed up, and now I've passed it off, fortunately, to someone that's more available. <laughs> well, I, I sure appreciate everything you're doing out there. I mean, uh, we talked about it last month when uh, when some of your uh, guys came in. Just uh, People don't realize how many things uh, Boy Scouts are doing in our community and how much they're contributing uh, to what makes Helena great. So uh, thanks so much for leading that troop and for sort of leading that effort. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then, you know, shout out to the other troops that are out there also mm -hmm. because, you know, yeah, we may be visible right now, but they're all doing uh, awesome things out there in the community. So. Yeah, we definitely want to point out all the things that folks are doing. So if you've got another Boy Scout troop and you're doing stuff out there, uh, shoot me an email, Troy at MontanaRadio.com. We'll get the word out. Or if, if you missed any of the information that uh, that Doug had today, uh, you can shoot me an email as well, and we'll get you connected. So, uh, Doug, I appreciate you coming in today. Well, thanks for having me. It's been great to be here and uh, be able to talk about this program. Yeah, I appreciate you. Stick around. we got more Coffee Break coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And Becky Beard joining us to finish out the show. Becky, our representative from House District 80. Uh, Becky, thanks for taking time this morning. Well, thank you for having me. I, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate you being on. I guess to start off, can you let folks know just where uh, HD 80 is? Give them a little bit of a, a mental map. Well, are you ready to be drawing these, these grid lines here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I live in Elliston, mm -hmm. just at the bottom of McDonald Pass, and my district goes all the way out to Gold Creek, and then back to Avon, up to Helmville, over to Orlando, then traversing backwards, going to Lincoln, up to part of Wolf Creek, part of Hauser Lake area, um, back down into the North Helena Valley. So uh, the the geographics of it, about the size, maybe a little bit bigger than the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I get to, I get a lot of miles on when I go campaigning yeah. and door knocking. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because it's not like you know you, you have some uh, some of your colleagues there that are representing you know half of a city. So you know it's very exactly. you know you, you you have the same type, same group of people, same interests, same concerns. You've got such a wide area. You've got a lot of different concerns in that area. 
Well, yeah, and, and it, it is quite interesting, and it's lucky that I'm a fifth-generation Montanan, <laughs> and I have a degree in international relations. <laughs> so it's like, how do you get any more international than going from the four corners of the state of Montana, let alone my district? And, right. You know, over, over on the Powell County side of our district, we have a lot of ranchers and rural communities and rural interests. And then you go over to uh, along the interstate coming out of Helena, and you have, uh, you know, young families, you have retirees, um, recreationalists, state workers, and and they are all just pretty much living outside of the Helena uh, city limits because they're just they just like uh, the more rural mm-hmm. recreational side of life. So I think the commonalities are you got a lot of independent thinking folks out out in my district. Yeah. Becky Beard is with us today, House District 80. And uh, Becky, tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess. I, what, what's the Becky Beard story? <laughs> well, let's see. That's a little longer than uh, <laughs> your show goes for. But I'm, again, fifth-generation Montanan, and I grew up in central and north-central Montana. You know, a lot, of, a lot of grit in our veins, as my grandma used to say. Um, and then I... I uh, Got into my own little consulting business and and working, keeping my head to the grindstone, not minding other people's business. Uh, just working for communities around the state who are working on water and sewer, putting safe water and sewer into their communities because of the regulatory requirements. Everything's costing more and more. So I would help them find state and federal monies to help them afford these these systems. And then I go to these meetings kind of as the citizen facilitator. And I'd be talking with people, and they said, well, I guess I could pay my $99 a month water or sewer rate. I'll just have to quit buying my prescription drugs. Mm. And that just pulled at my heartstrings. And then, you know, being in private business, my husband and I running a mom-and-pop shop, I would be sending letters out to our congressionals and our local elected officials saying, "Uh, we got a problem here, we need some attention, we can't afford health insurance, we need attention. And I get phone letters back all the time, and I say, what's wrong with, with this? I thought they were supposed to represent us in their elected positions. And I just got to spouting off way too much, and my uh, representative for House District 80, who was ahead of me in, in the scheme of things, he said, well, why don't you run? And I said, what? Me? And here I am. Today. Yeah. And that, uh, that yeah. you came in during the 2017 session, is that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So then why come back, right? Like you went in in 17. We know why you did it in 17, but then you decided to run again, uh, winning, of course, in November. Why did you decide, you know what, this is worth doing again? Well, I just uh, completed my third campaign from my third Mm -hmm. two-year stint with the House of Representatives, and it's because I'm getting to know the people and know how the process works. And um, I've got a lot of people who call me, and I, I get to talk to people, and we're still trying. We're still plugging along, being a citizen representative up here. And politics aside, I think I'm actually actually getting the voice out for those whom I represent. So, you know, if they call me, people are crying, people are yelling at me, people are, you know, even a few thank me. But I'm just uh, plugging along, and... Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to call it quits. 
Becky uh, Beard with us this morning on Coffee Break, our representative from House District 80. And uh, you mentioned, you know, you've, you've started to figure out how this works. How much of a learning curve is there? I mean, when, when you got there in 2017, <laughs> you're excited. It's let's go. And then you realize, wait, this is, you know, how does this work? What do we do? How do th- there has to be a little bit of a learning curve. Oh, there is. And it's, it's uh, learning by immersion. You can mm-hmm. ask any freshman here this year, and we have a lot of them. Uh, They come in and they have stars in their eyes and things they want to accomplish and the energy is so wonderful and they get in here and it's just, it seems like the fire hose is turned on you and you're trying to just stay afloat and uh, I guess all we're doing is is just lining up with one another, learning from from our peers up here and uh, it's it's a sink or swim environment and I can tell you, most of us, learn to swim. Yeah. Well, and you've served on some important committees. I mean, ag, education, taxation. I guess if you're going to pick the top three, if somebody says, hey, pick the top three committees, uh, I, I think every, <laughs> I think that's probably in the running. I mean, I think you're going to, those are, those are very important. Well, in my district, ag is really important mm-hmm. and education. Uh, we've got some, you know, huge, huge lifts to do paying for our education system. It is astronomical how much money gets directed that way. And then I represent a number of, of small rural schools in my district. And, you know, they are, they're just trying to hang on too. And in the rural schools, the school system is the community center mm-hmm. because you have the farmers and ranchers who send their kids in to, to these schools. And, you know, my daughter um, has, has gone through the, the school system out there. She went to high school in Helena. Um, to my crosstown rival when I went to Helena High School. She went to Capitol High. But um, the kids out in our rural schools are really successful, and they go on to college, uh, PhDs, uh, master's degrees, science, um, really uh, effective in science. So our rural schools are providing a niche education that I want to make sure lasts for decades to come. Yeah, well, and we talked about how varying uh, your district is in terms of interest and that sort of thing, and, uh, you know, really education probably falls right in there because you talk about all these rural schools. Uh, Schools in your district are not the same as schools in Missoula or Billings or even necessarily Helena. There's, you know, the big umbrella is the same, but it it just doesn't work the same for those small, very small rural schools. Exactly. So how exactly. do you started, how do you work that? Like how do you say, look, I get education and the, the interest. I understand what needs to happen in these large double A size schools, but these small schools, it's not the same. That's right. That's right. They they work on a shoestring budget. The teachers are usually um, there because they they are in love, have an affinity for these kids from the rural areas and the tight knit family backgrounds. Um, they. They come out there. Many of them are newer teachers, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they they just love to get there, to to cut their teeth on these rural school experiences. And we do have a couple of the bigger schools in in House District 80. Um, we have out in the, the North Helena Valley, um, and they're they're under different sorts of school boards. Right. And in the rural schools, I was a school board trustee over in Elliston, that K through eight school, and it is night and day difference uh, as far as how you how intimate your experience is 
in working on the school board as a volunteer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such an interesting mix that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky Beard is with us today. We've got about five minutes left with her. Uh, she's our representative from House District 80. And we mentioned some of the committees you're on. You currently, are you also on the rules committee now? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. And that has been taking a lot of time. Uh, being on the rules committee, that that's an interesting process. Our rules change every legislative session, so we have to get those negotiated, uh, do a joint resolution with the Senate. And in these COVID times, that was that was really interesting. But we got through it, and uh, we're we're pressing forward. Um, and I'm also the the chair of the House Taxation Committee, <clears throat> and that. That is just a ride and a half because right now we have virtual sessions and virtual mm-hmm. committee meetings, and uh, a good number of the participants um, log in through Zoom and they're online virtually. They're they're participating virtually. So yeah, yeah this definitely does not good. look like a normal session, does it? No, it doesn't feel if like. If there it is either. a normal session, we, I don't know if sessions always normal necessarily uh you, you mentioned though uh, you mentioned of course uh COVID and everything and the, and the rules committee i mean are, what's going on there i mean are, are, of course everybody always knows anybody that spent any time in the capitol during the session knows about capital crud everybody that's there oh, yeah. seems to get it are there concerns that this is going to be a problem this year with covid well absolutely we've been concerned about that and you know we're all uh taking extra precautions uh, at varying degrees, but um, you don't go uh, five feet without having hand sanitizer available. And we're, we're washing our hands. Everybody's cuticles are dried and cracked. And, and we have a good number of people who just uh, wear masks on the floor always. And we have some people who just participate via Zoom. So your own personal preference and um, you, you deal with it however you're comfortable with it. And um, my husband's way more fearful of of COVID than than I am, but I've I was a ranch kid, you know. We used to play on the ranch, and and we never we drank from the creek. And my husband's from the city, so that's a little different too with his experience. But we're we're um, we're we're getting along, and we haven't had a huge outbreak up here. We've had a couple of representatives who've had COVID and got through it with, with asymptomatic uh, experience. So we're holding a good thought. Yeah. We've got, uh, Becky, we've got about two minutes, almost exactly two minutes left, and I just wanted to ask you about any pending legislation. Are, are you intending to introduce anything this session? Well, I, I've already introduced a couple of bills, um, and then I have uh, one that's kind of pending, um, up for some additional legal review. So I'm waiting to find out what the ruling is on that. And then I'm working with uh, the vice chair of the tax committee. He's got a phenomenal bill um, talking about green hydrogen. So we're looking into that and any feasibilities that we might be able to put forward. And also with the new administration in, we've got a bunch of tax proposals to cut taxes across the state and uh, cut spending in the state of Montana. So I'm hopeful that we get some of those bills moving quickly and get them across the finish line. So if there's a number one thing of this needs to happen this session, what's number one for you? Number one is we have to cut taxes. We have to give some relief to Montana citizens, especially because of COVID hit on our economy. 
Well, I sure appreciate all the work that you're doing up there. And like we said, it's it's not a normal session. So that makes everything you do is a little bit different and in many ways a little bit harder, isn't it? Well, a little harder in some ways and a lot easier in other ways. So the one thing that we do have is we have a lot of people happy to be here, happy to be working together. And uh, we're seeing a lot of conversations across the aisles. So I'm very hopeful. We have just a few seconds left, Becky, if uh, people are living there in your wide district. Uh, how do they get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you and if they have uh, comments, concerns, that sort of thing? Well, they can get a hold of me through the main legislative website or by calling 444-4800, and the message will be dropped right on my desk. Perfect. Becky Beard is our representative from House District 80. She's been spending some time chatting with us this morning on Coffee Break. Becky, we're all out of time, but thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Troy. It was my pleasure. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.